Brendan O'Connor on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Timber Living Log Cabins. For your perfect workspace, living space or hideaway, timberliving.ie. And we're going to uh, increase the fresh and strong and gusty now too, because uh, Liam O'Mwainley is here. You're very welcome, Liam. Thanks, Brendan. And you've picked out five songs that have meant something to you in your life. Before we get to the first song, people often instinctively start this conversation by talking about the music at home when they were a kid. Mm. And your house was full of music. I know your father kind of uh, from, from the trad tradition. I think it was your mother, though, really kind of taught you how to feel all kinds of music, was it? Well, yeah, my father, my father was a singer. He was an engineer. He was from... Glanmire and he was a singer and he was a Gael. Um, basically, he came from a time where I think a lot of people of his generation knew or realised or took it upon themselves to be the country they wanted this new country to be, you know, because we just established something. We'd, we'd, we'd created a big change in the circumstances of the control that we'd been under by our neighbours or by the aristocrats or whatever you want to call it and um, a new country was being created and Oriada and people like of that generation were being the country they wanted to be and my dad was one of those people I think that he felt song and language were really really important to and then I think he felt it was important to live in the capital city and so we lived in the capital city then my mother came from Galway and she was she was an artist. Both of them were artists, really. But Dad, you know, was was, was going through the funnel of of uh, the education system and being an engineer and that. And they met. And so she was a she was a trained piano player, whereas Dad would chance his arm on mm. the piano. And so I, I got a great lesson in uh, the way things really are. When I said to my mom, assuming my dad being my dad was better than my mom, she said, no, darling. You're not. He's not. <laughs> and from then on, I kind of paid a close attention to what she did with her hands. And um, and, you know, yeah, I think without without going into it too much, but, you know. It, it, it blasted out any kind of preconception of any kind of male superiority. Yeah. Yeah. And she, so <clears throat> she had music in her kind of thing and, and, and put it into you a bit, yeah? Yeah, it was just, it was, yeah, there was a piano in the house, so that yeah. was a big thing. And the piano, it, it could have been a twist of fate that she decided not to close that piano. Yeah. She might have, you know, yeah. she might have gone, I'm going to lock that because those kids are going to ruin it, they're going to be banging on it and whatever. But she left it open and I never, rem- I have no, no memories until I started doing lessons. I have no memories of being in any way restricted with that, and I used to watch anyone who come in and play it. I used to watch her. I watched my dad. I'd watch anyone babysitters who come in playing a bit of blues and all kinds of music was going on on that piano. And it was my granddad's piano, and I have it. James Joyce played it. Whoa, the same piano. Yeah, yeah. not a lot of people know yeah. that. Yeah. So, so your first track then is this is more about you and the didgeridoo rather than you and the piano. Tell me about your kind of relationship with the didgeridoo down the years? Well, I heard it and then I heard it had come to Ireland and I instantly heard something in my head where I I, 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 I was 15, I think. Yeah, I was 15 when I heard it had come and I heard it in my head, the merging of two cultures. And then when I met Steve Cooney, who who brought that instrument to Ireland, 
very much in a non-flippant way. He brought it with a great gravitas. He had been initiated into the into the village from which his teacher was, you know, and where he'd gone to learn that instrument because he's a master of, of, of music and he was committed to learning from the best. But in doing so, he knew he had to be, he was adopted by the village. Therefore, he took on their Felsunach, their way of thinking, their way of relating to nature, the earth, life, the mystery of what we keep on scratching our heads about and creating different um, structures to try and make us feel like we understand things. Okay, so his worldview was essentially a, an Aboriginal kind of worldview. Hugely, hugely created, yeah, influenced and enriched by that. And, and he brought that with him, you know, and, and it inspired And the me. act of playing the didgeridoo then, does that, that kind of connects you in some way with that kind of uh, Fjol Sunuk as well, yeah? Well, I suppose it does. Like the act of singing a Shano song connects us, yeah. connects me with my with my people here, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. How do you play and the, the trees. didgeridoo? How do you play the didgeridoo? You, 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 you do that into it and it resonates like a trumpet yeah. or a trombone. It resonates. There's a sound. And then the idea is to create a, a, a steady stream, a drone. And so while you're taking your in-breath, you use your cheeks as a reservoir. So while you're taking a quick in-breath, your cheeks take over for a split second and fill in that so you're and it, you you get it, you get it to the point where you get a smooth circular circular circular, thing circular breathing they call it that sounds kind of superhuman but okay so the song then is treaty by Yuthi Yindi why this in particular Yuthi Yindi come from the northern territory of Australia they they still practice very much it'd be like the Gaeltacht of Australia they still practice their ways. Their cultures are still very intact and very strong. Their language is very strong. The people of all over Australia, the native people of Australia all over are still strong. But the language was never broken in the Northern Territory. And so I love the sound of the language. You get a chance. This is a song that came out and it broke through. It got onto the radio. Um, Mandoe Yonupingu is no longer with us. Got given Australian of the Year, which there's still hatred in Australia. There's still brutal racism in Australia. There's, they, they still sit on the people that whose country they live in. Um, but he got given Australian of the Year. So that, that kind of was a bit like hell freezing over. OK, let's have a listen. This is Treaty by Yotu Yindi. Yeah. yeah. Okay, 
totally go off on that, couldn't you? Like, yeah. Trancy, yeah. Okay. And the, just the language, too, is it's it's a privilege to hear languages like that, I think. You know, and I've, I've just come back from Inishir and the privilege of being there where everyone's speaking their language is 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 powerful. It's 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 like it's like I've come back from the sun, you know. Really? Yeah. 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 And I'm going back. I'm going back. Like the Aboriginals, you you go walk about a bit, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I think I think. Well, I mean, my my job is is to do that anyway. You know, yeah. to go to somewhere and play and, but yeah, I, I do. Yeah, because you, I think you discovered this next song, Star Walker. That's on right. A long walk, didn't you? Yeah, I took off. I went to Galway. I just, I, 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 yeah, I needed to get away. And uh, Aoife, my partner at that time, um, she said, go. And I went and I um, I first went to Cavan, which I had no connection with at that time. I since have made a very deep connection with Cavan, but uh, I decided, no, I'll go to Galway. And because um, I know Galway, my mother's from Galway. She's she's from Newcastle and uh so I love Galway. Like you, Galway never lets you down. I don't think, does it? I mean, you know, for a stroll in Galway, there always be something that'll make you go, Ah, Galway. Gee. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went and I went out to Spitzale and I met um, Johnny Ogo Quinella, who thought I was my brother, and put a pint in front of me, and we were chatting. And then he said, "So how's it going?" I said, "Oh yes, you know, I'm doing a bit of work with the band." He said, "Oh, the band? What band is that?" I said, "Oh, the Flowers." And there was a pause. I said, oh, I thought you were your brother. <laughs> so anyway, I came back then through through Gallia and um, <clears throat> I saw I saw that I, I stopped into Zhivago's record shop that was there at the time. And I bought this cassette of called Up Where We Belong, which is Buffy Samarie, a great songwriter from Cree Nation up in sort of Canada, North, North, North American continent. And the, this is song is by her called Star Walker. Star Walker, and it's a, it's a it's a it's a call to uh, enthusiasm. It's a call to to being a warrior. You know, it's a call to saying, "Do or die." I'm going to shake my spear. I'm going to sing my song. I'm going to just wake up people wherever I can. You know, aim straight, walk tall, and it's a tribute also to people who do who give their lives. And pay attention to their lives, to to the strengths in their lives, and try and try and be strong in their lives. You know, um, the, he don't he, Star Walker. He's a friend of mine. You see him looking fine. He's a he's a straight talker. He don't drink no wine. Is one of the lines. You know, you'll hear it. Yeah. And then okay. a, you hear the voices. You hear the voices. Okay, let's hear the voices. This is Star Walker, Buffy Sam Marie. Straight dealer, you're a 
Starwalker by Buffy Samory and that's Liam O'Maney's second choice of music today. Um, Liam, your little, the, the tribe of Irish musicians, you lost uh, a lot of your friends this year and, and Christy, Sinead O'Connor, Shane McGowan. I, I was talking to um, Mark Patrick Hederman from Glenstall earlier and asked him what he thought of Shane McGowan's tune and he said it was like the burial of of a chieftain mm. it did fe- you 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 were there obviously and yeah. and, and uh, singing and playing in it it did feel like a tribal coming together in a way didn't it yeah we're tribal people yeah and um we responded i it was it had it had it took on a life of its own yeah you know once the country rose to meet the, his 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 farewell i yeah. think you know yeah, um, it was a privilege to get to get a call to to be asked to go down. I had a gig in Belfast that night, so I wasn't going to go to Nina, but I got a call from Olin, his nephew, and uh, Olin just said, "Oh, we'd love you to come down and just say a prayer of the faithful." And I was there, still in bed, and they said, "Now, young, we're going, we're going to Nina." And they got me up to Belfast afterwards. But it was felt so good. Like, we're so blessed to be, I'm so blessed to be in music. Uh, you know, we know each other. We, we Lisa O'Neill, Glenn, uh, Imelda May, Declan O'Rourke, Finbar Fury. They were all there and we were all, we all see each other from time to time. We yeah. know each other. We carry on our conversations and musicians have always f- sat with everybody, you know, yeah. and we've always provided something for the mysterious times. That's it. Yeah. 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 And even it was nice as well. I thought that you mentioned Orida earlier that actually as much as it was a very modern kind of rock and roll affair, Cor the Hule. underpinning was Orida and, and yeah. the Cork yeah. I mean, he, he I think he was one of our most powerful in any period of time, one of our most powerful bards, one of mo- one of our most powerful people, for sure. His his resonance is still is still being felt. I think. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, on a different note entirely, your next song is "Once in a Lifetime" by Talking Heads, but mm. you you've chosen the live version. Yeah. Does the song actualize more in the li- is the live version of a song the more is that the truer version of a song or a studio it just there was just something I liked about because the studio version is amazing as well I mean I just think it's a it's an amazing piece of music but they kind of I think they I I'm guessing that they you know they created the song in studio and then then they made it so that they could play it for a gig and what I really love most it's very simplistic very simple there's a piano, diddle, 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 a kind of a row, a, 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 a loop, piano loop, mm-hmm. but it's done by hand, I think. And it, I love it. I just love it. There's a simple, the building, you can hear the building blocks maybe a little bit clearer because it's been done live. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So here it is. This is from Stop Making Sense Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. You may find yourself in another part of the world. You may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. You may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. You may ask yourself, well, how did I get 
interesting you say about the building blocks there when you think of that of, of them on stage in that film yeah. it's all these people on their own in one way doing they're all doing different random yeah. bits but they're all they're all, it all comes so together. tightly together yeah. yeah I think that's that's what makes great music reggae I we got we made a reggae record for Joe Higgs the band Flowers We Joe Higgs came and we were his band which was really yeah. funny but um but really brilliant. And we learned the formula. He taught us the formula of reggae. He told us what he wanted Peter to do on the bass, what he wanted me to do on the on the piano, what he wanted Fichner to do on the guitar. And what he wanted was Wayne. She, he, he, what he wanted Wayne to do on the drums. He was very clear. And at first you're going, but I don't do that. I do this. But then once you start doing it, you realize, oh, this is a this is a machine. This is this is a, a formula. Yeah. And and they have it there. And, you know, high life music from Africa has it. It's like, yes, everyone sticks to their function and you get these dimensional, multidimensional shapes. And I love that this diddle, 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 you know, you hear some kind of keyboard constantly going that it's almost paying no attention to it, yeah, whatever yeah, else yeah, is going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It's, and there's a relentlessness to that. It's fabulous. Is, and is that what you're chasing? So, like, is the buzz when you're in the situation? I know you do stuff on your own, but when you're in a band mm. and it's all those bits come together then into something bigger, like, yeah? Yeah. I mean, being in a band is crazy because you're, it's, well, it's like having a good conversation. You can't have it on your own. <laughs> you can waffle on, but, like, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's a power to somebody who might lean against what you're saying a little bit. So you have to be clearer in how you put that across and it's 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 similar in music and great great albums by bands is because they're five heads rather than one and um you know each each pulling in their own idiosyncrasies and their own strengths and um and also playing with their weaknesses i think we uh, the weak weak links are often what make a band as well i think you know what what isn't good in the musicality, what is flawed is often what draws people closer to to the music. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like it's like beauty, all great beauty. Beauty yeah. has a flaw in it. Yeah. By the way, I see your son Keen won't be scandalising you by coming uh, becoming an accountant or a lawyer, and think he's in in a band now into music and stuff. Keen is yeah. in a band. Yeah, yeah. He's got a band called Big Love, and they they're making brilliant music. They're they're a they're a multi a nationwide type of a band. There's a lot of a Donegal influence there. Megan Nick Rory is there, and um, they're great. They're just great. Kean Kean has his own thing, you know. He's he's always had big eyes observing the world going on around him. And he came on the road with me. He watched what we were doing, and we it's lovely because we have a friendship. You know, we always did really, but. He's a man now, and yeah. uh, and we talk about stuff. We talk about music. We talk about influences, and we talk about what we love. and um, And I can hear, I can hear the ans- I can hear his his on his mother Aoife's side coming through him as well. His yeah. grandfather Pa, 
and you know it, it's 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 just great. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next choice is uh, one might surprise people Holidays in the Sun by the Sex Pistols was punk important to you yeah 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 I was 15 and I was 13 when Elvis died or 12 13 Elvis died and I got a big blast of Elvis it was almost like farewell <laughs> to rock and roll yeah I and I couldn't get enough of it I, I mean I my record collection was the cassette and the radio and press record yeah. when you heard something you liked. So there could have been anything from Joe Dolan to the Spinners to the Detroit Emeralds. Or was it the Detroit Emeralds? And um, yeah, so I've lost the train of thought now with all those names. So, so then uh, the Sex Pistols. The Sex Pistols. So then punk came along. And I'll always remember Larry Gogan saying, oh, and there's this punk thing and we don't like it. And then the newspapers were going punk scandalized were scandalized by punk and everybody was scandalized and everything was getting banned and the hot press the hot press's campaign when the hot press was starting was ban the hot press and they had badges saying ban the hot press and uh, it was all about being banned and then punk came and it was all about being wrong and bad in a way so that opened up the worse you were the better you were you know and that really did open up for a lot of creative people to discover that they were creative, maybe when they didn't think they were. So like, OK, and, the, and a different kind of a mind was approaching music. And it was about shaking the foundations of the complacency of the, 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 the business of making music and, you know, just getting in the best guitars and the best. And I mean, the Sex Pistols, the, the two, the two, uh, the, the guitarist, and the bass player before um, Sid Vicious came, that they, they were great musicians. Like they were, they, I think they just kind of wore whatever they were told to wear. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a purely, you know, it wasn't as pure as we might yeah, like yeah, to think yeah, it was. Yeah. But there was a purity in in it as well, and it was the rage and energy of 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 Johnny Lydon, Johnny Rotten. You know, yeah. and the, the, there was a. There was a warmth in his heart that came through in an, an angry filter, and we heard it. And uh, and we were kids, and we were angry, and we were, you know, we were in the bloody school system, which is still diabolical, and uh, we were still being hit in those days. And but we were being educated. I, 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 I you know, I. It was great. My schooling was absolutely brilliant because I had Connemara teachers who taught me how to be a storyteller, who taught me the nuances of being from this land and... Um, yeah, well, you were very lucky then, yeah. I was very Not lucky. Not everyone's as lucky. Not everyone's okay. as lucky as that, no. And then this came into the picture, Holidays in the Sun by the Sex Pistols.
Yeah, you see, they weren't a musical either. I mean, that riff oh. is, has become almost a kind of a well, classic you, rock and roll you riff. You can't yeah. just mess, you can't jam that one. You've got to kind of learn it, you know. And they're kicked down the doors. Like, the drumming is incredible on it as well. But his singing is fucking amazing. Liam, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. His singing okay. is is mighty. Yeah. Uh, and and there's, there's a yeah. raw edge to it that, that it's, you know, he was a writer. And it, as a, he, he says himself, he had meningitis for two years. He had to relearn everything in life, walking, speaking, yeah. eating, everything. And the doctor told his mother to make, make to keep him angry. And that would that would fire the neurons. Like, fire the, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. and there, the rest is history. Yeah. And of course, he had the old uh, he had the old tribal Dukas from coming from Ireland. Connemara. Well, yeah. Yeah. Listen, before we go to the last song, um, your memories of Christmas as a child are in Cork a lot of them, yeah. yeah? St. Luke's Place. Yeah, op- yeah. opposite St. Luke's Church. My grandparents were... My grandfather was Tyg Manley was his name. And he was a TD for a short period of time, but politics sickened him and he walked away from it. He said, no, I'm not doing that. It's disgusting. He fought. He was arrested in Middleton. He did two years tortured in jail. Um... And he came out of that and himself and my grandmother were lived in Upper Glanmire and then they moved into St. Luke's. And I used to often ask them, why don't you go to that church? You love church. Why don't you go to that one? It's so close. And they said, I oh, know we don't go to that one. And it was, it's great now that St. Luke's is a venue and it's a great venue. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. one of one of the venues in Ireland and we we play there and it was really significant for me to go there and play. And now we play there every Christmas now. It's it's a funny thing, but yeah. Okay. Um I first heard about the mysterious Santa Claus coming was in St Luke's in, in St Luke's in Cork. Okay. Uh tell us about the final song then. It's uh on on Down, Down by Lily Shorlera August Diane Cannon. Yeah, well it's so it's the it's the the the, the Donegal version of a of a song that's also in Connemara, and it's a it's a it's a it's a man singing about his life, Shulach Shgeilach, um, somebody who rambles and, and encounters people, um, a bit like the v- Carrick Fergus, you know, um, but just the melody of this. And the str- uh, Manus Lunny plays the bazooki in it as well. Um, he plays a, a treated bazooki sound. And I just heard it. I was in the car. It came on the radio and it brought tears to my eyes. It made me cry. And then I sat in a car park with the sun. The door open and I sat in the car park. I'd say for an hour listening to it and repeat. I just loved it. I just something about the melody, something about what's captured. It's, yeah, medicinal. Limo Wainley, I could listen to you all day, but anyway, we leave it there. Um, thank you very much. Happy Christmas. And we'll play out on Undrain On Down. This is Lily Shulera, August Diane Cannon. Thank you, Liam. Grass, ni fader, 